You guys know how supporting local business is in our blood. We're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber to custom manufacturing, and custom hoses. And they really do make a ton of stuff. AJ and I were in there, and they were just cutting out some, some basic plastic panels and they say they make like 3,000 of them a week. So they pump out a ton of units if that's what you need. Yeah. Shout out to that guy who does that every single week. Like, I would love to know what podcasts he listens to to get through the every day. Yeah, he needs a few podcasts, I'm sure, to make it through. But... DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and many others as well. As an ISO certified company, they will work with you from design to final product, and that will be both cost effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design, material selection for your project, or have a deadline to make for a large order, don't hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. You can call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR and tell them who sent you. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J. T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. It is Thursday. It is the first snow of the season. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations and use their express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Or you can get on your phone right now, go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, and head to the closest green solution for pickup. Use code DNBR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Okay, news of the day. The Avs did have a little bit of a presser down in Colorado Springs, just kind of announcing a couple of things about their stadium series game at the Air Force Academy. We got the logo reveal for the events and not a ton else, but still exciting as we inch closer to this game against L.A. Is it exciting? I mean, Is it exciting yes. that they picked the day... First of all, you picked an, an, a terrible day to do this. No, not even, there, not yeah. even, not even weather-wise. Uh, weather-wise, it just ended up being bad. That's the the chance you take in Colorado. So that's whatever. But the Avs have been off for three days. Like you guys had to, they, they had to pick the morning of a game to do this. They couldn't have done this yesterday. And all these people have just been in town. Like it's so. 
uh, it was so frustrating when they sent out this advisory about about this uh, this presser today because people were having to pick. All right, am I going to go cover morning skate of a, on a game day? Am I going to drive down to the Springs to do that? Like, what's what what what's important here? And oddly enough, it turned out neither ended up important. Uh, the logo reveal of the stadium series is almost irrelevant. <laughs> and uh, the only lineup changes that are coming to the Avs lineup tonight we knew about yesterday. Very true. We so the barbs would be in, and that's confirmed now. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, okay, well, it is what great. we thought it was. <laughs> yeah, straight up, like these these early season lulls in the schedule are awful, man. Yep, just not too much interesting going on in that regard. Yeah. I will say, you, you got to feel good that the Avs have a chance to win this one. They're 0-1 in stadium series games. Playing you LA. know, they won the game that mattered. Yeah, they won the old-timers game. Yeah, so. they won the alumni game where all the hatred existed. They should have won the regular game, but Varley forgot to show up that day. Um, really, I'm, I'm not... I've spent almost no time thinking about the stadium series this year. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you because there isn't really any connection between the Avs and LA at all. It's obviously right. the stadium series is a big deal and, and it's nice to have a game like that, but there isn't yeah. the history behind this one. Well, and like two teams on totally opposite sides of the spectrum right now that as well. Yeah. You know, like you've got, you've got one of the up and coming teams and then you've got a team that just bottomed out last year. And early returns this year doesn't look a whole lot better. Right. So very two different levels to work with there. And any game, you never know. It could be a great game regardless, especially with even more randomness of it being an outdoor game. But the the storylines haven't really revealed themselves yet, to say the least. I that's a that's a great way to put it, honestly. Uh, because right now, when we look at that game, it's just like, well, it's a game that's taking place outdoors at a football stadium yep. in Colorado Springs. That's pretty much all there is to it at the moment. Cool. It does look awesome. Like, and if anybody's ever been down to AFA, uh, it's it's beautiful down there, and the stadium is awesome, and the the sights will certainly be something that everybody takes away from that. Hopefully that's a that's a nice day though, and not uh, you know fifteen degrees and snowy. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if it was a just an unnicer day. Doesn't, doesn't need to be like sixty five degrees and sunny where the ice is melting and the the playing surface is god awful. I'm not asking for that. <laughs> like last time, just uh, just for a nice day. A nice Colorado winter day. Well, as long as they don't put down fake snow all over the field that ends up just blowing around the stadium, it'll be an improvement. But <laughs> Yeah, that, boy. I think that might have been like the thing that everybody remembers more than the actual result of the game. Yeah. <laughs> just the disaster of everything around it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look. Stadium series games, regardless of the teams going in, at least for me, are always fun. And I always like to have a few beers when I'm watching one of those. So it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990. You've 
obviously heard me talk about Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter, Oatmeal Stout by now. I just keep going through all of their beers. I, I'm, I'm already waiting for like their winter one to come through since I've already tried their autumn one. I don't even know what it'll be, but I, I want to get my hands on it already. Or you can always stick with their classics like the Avalanche Amber Ale. Super easy to drink. You really can't go wrong with any of their beers, as I always say. Would recommend any type of them. Even if you're picky, I guarantee they'll have at least one beer that you'll like. So look for them at your local liquor store or check out the Breckenridge event calendar on the DNVR.com. We'll be having a bunch of watch parties with a ton of Breck beer at them. So come out and have a few with us and have a good time. Okay. The stadium series game still a long way off. Hopefully by then, unless something goes horribly wrong, there is a way for most of Colorado to actually watch the Colorado Avalanche. As it stands right now, Game 3 is tonight. Altitude still has not resolved their situation with the big three TV providers. Not really on the airwaves for most people. They did go and do some interviews the other day. Doesn't sound like things are particularly close. Yeah, they did a like a little mini media blitz yesterday. I say mini because uh, it was on all of their own radio stations. Yeah. <laughs> so if you weren't paying attention to that one station, then you know, yep, you don't know anything about it. But they had uh, the guy in charge of uh, the the negotiations from the business side of Altitude. Uh, was on their radio stations yesterday uh, talking about the negotiations and basically crying poor. Yep. Um, And, you know, given some of the details that they released, I don't necessarily blame them. Um, You know, they said that um, the economic terms were unacceptable and that two of the deals offered of the big three would have been um, 50% less, and one of them was 70% less than, than the previous deal. Well, they, they even came back on the other side, right? And they said, look, we'll even no increase. We'll take a flat rate for the first year and deal with whatever term you want. And yeah. all of them still said no. Yep. And that they just have not done... Uh, the big three are basically trying to squeeze out the little guy here. And I know that the Cronkies own, you know, and, and the Cronky family has an insane amount of money and they own tons of different things. But this is this is not, you know, rich people don't just sit here and hemorrhage money. Right. It's you know, not just, just they because they can't. Billionaires by doing this. <laughs> so that's, and and obviously these are, this is somebody that's, a biased source, so you have to you have to understand that going in. Yeah, but at the same time, like this is, they're one side is coming out and saying this is what's happening, and the other side isn't saying a word. Right. So it's the only side of the story that we have to go off of. Exactly, basically. and they're saying, "Hey, they're they're trying to squeeze us out, and they have reason to." You know, because Comcast and DirecTV each own and operate their own regional sports networks. So why do they want to 
if they can come together and they can squeeze out one of the few independents in the in the entire sports landscape in North America, why not do that so that one of them ends up absorbing the properties that Altitude would give up if Altitude folds? Right. They. It's all about the almighty dollar for them. And- right. And I mean, obviously, this all comes down to money. This is this is millionaires trying, the you know, splitting up, fighting over how to split up the pile of money that they're that they're talking about here, and that obviously is not going to get sympathy from any from the masses. Um, I don't think it's worked. the The altitude, KSC, yeah, um, not at all. Get, get the fans to fight the war for us. People, people have called. The people who were going to call have called. Right. At this point, they're just dead in the water. The people who have canceled, you know, who, who were going to cancel and, and take altitude side on this have done that. There's nobody sitting in the middle of this argument anymore. Yep. And for this to continue on, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm team altitude. I don't want people losing their jobs. Uh, I don't want, well... I guess that's really it. I don't want people to lose their jobs. I, 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 and I, and I like the idea that the Cronkies have their own little setup here in Denver, that they have their own little shop and that it's not, they're not giving into, you know, these companies that are essentially trying to create a monopoly on regional sports networks. I, I like that the Cronkies have their own little setup here in Denver, because I think that that's, that's a good way to ensure that, the more the more the Cronkies invest in things here in Colorado, the less we ever have to worry about these teams leaving. Yeah, exactly. They want to build up. <clears throat> excuse me. They want to build up the infrastructure. They already have built up much of the infrastructure right. to maintain the teams here. And, I mean, let's face it: the diehard fans have found ways to watch the games, whether that's going to the one bar in town that falls under CenturyLink or Spectrum or whatever. Yeah. Um, the casual fans are the ones that are not getting eyes on the product because of this, and they're not going to go out of their way to find it. Right. They want to, and and like the older generation as well, they want to just sit down, flip it on and have it just be there. Cause that's how it's always worked. Right. You know, they're not, you're not convincing older people to mess with VPNs and nonsense like that. Yeah, exactly. So at, it's at the same time though, everybody that just says, Oh, we'll just set up a streaming service. Like, you gotta listen to them when they say it's not viable. Yeah, I I do certainly believe that it's not viable in its current form. Certainly not if they need to set up their own infrastructure, especially. If, if it was viable, it would have already started happening all around sports everywhere. Yep. It hasn't come close to that yet, and there's a reason for that. You know, yeah. We, uh, you know, guys like us, sure. We would buy that. We would jump in on it immediately and okay, great. But there's not enough of us. Right. Again, it comes back to that casual fan, as you were talking about. They're not going to go out of their way to pay for a service that's just the abs or just the nuggets or whatever. Right. It's just, it's it's not economically viable. What I would like to see is some numbers on that. I would, instead right. of instead of them coming out and saying, just trust us, it's not viable. I do believe them. Because the the entire market feels this way, and they're not feeling that way because they're they're out to get us. Like they they feel that way because it's a great way to lose your business. Uh, but 
Right, but if they but show their projections, right? Exactly. Like, I want to see something concrete where you come out and you say, okay, like show me the math on it, show me the numbers, and that's really the last source of frustration that I have with this dispute. Uh, because in the end game, I don't know how Altitude comes out ahead. The big companies have decided that they're going to squeeze them and that they're going to play as hardball as as it possibly gets uh, in an attempt to essentially put them out of business. And if they do that, you know one of those companies is just sitting around waiting to absorb them into the AT&T regional sports mod, mod uh, networks or you know whatever whatever it ends up being. And then, you know, they played hardball and it became their game. And that's the, I think that's the sad end game of this. But with Nuggets season coming up soon, I, I just think that Altitude's got to try to find a way. Yeah, there's no reality where Altitude doesn't have to give, right? Right. So something's going to have to change, whether it's they take a bad deal, they end up selling, whatever. Yeah, and I, I think I do think that this is a this is kind of their warning shot, right? Yep. Like if they if they come out of this relatively unscathed, you know, they come out of this and the business continues for the next several years, they need to immediately invest in in looking into streaming and looking into how that's going to go just to add that option. Right. On they can have a, a plan, an exit strategy, or whatever you want to call right. it. Right, and I think the hard part and the biggest reason why I've been hesitant to talk about this on the podcast is this is not an area of expertise for either one of us. Right, and certainly not an economy major or anything right. like that. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of what the rights deals look like with the league. I don't know what streaming looks like. I don't know why blackout restrictions exist. I don't know why the blackout restriction haven't been lifted um, to, to accommodate a market that currently is almost essentially blacked out anyway of its own games. I don't know any of those things. And so we've been hesitant to get into this topic on the pod because we try to be well-versed on what we're talking about instead of wandering around in the dark, taking random stabs and, and telling you how we feel and not dealing in the world of fact. Yeah. Always an awkward position to be in, but yeah. it is kind of a good transition here as we talk about billionaires worried about their money. Who else wants to make some money? The answer to that question is everyone. Everybody wants to make money. God knows I want to make money. Well, there's a much easier way to add a few bucks to your wallet here in Denver. Denver's newest travel hack is here. Drift shares locally owned cars with incoming travelers at Denver Airport for a better experience than car rental. Skip the chaos to save on time and fees when you book. Or you can share your car to earn and park for free while you travel. Plus, there's no under 25 fee rule, so it's perfect for friends coming to visit. Drift is great if you're going home for break and perfect for extended travel, like a semester abroad, for example. Allstate Insurance covers your car every trip, and Drift cleans it inside and out. That's right. Even if your car isn't rented out while you travel, Drift will still clean your car upon your arrival. Get all the info on drivedrift.com. That's drivedrift.com. Second segment of the DNBR Avalanche podcast with Rudo and AJ. Might not be able to watch the game, but it's still going to happen tonight as I continue to lose my voice. Boston versus Colorado in the can. 
I've been kind of calling it the first real test for the Avs. Boston comes in undefeated as well. Do you expect a good game? Always. Yeah. These are two really good teams. Good to hear. So, um, I think I think you know two undefeated teams. I think there's only seven left in the NHL, and two of them are going to play tonight. So one must fall. True. Honestly, and and we talked about hey, if the Avs got off to a three and one start in their first four home games, that would be a very good start. Yep. Um. They're two-thirds of the way there, so get a win tonight, and this is a successful homestand no matter what, and gives you a chance to go 4-0 and Saturday night when Arizona comes to town and really get off to a good start with a very difficult six-game road trip coming up. So uh, tonight, it is going to be a big test, uh, arguably the best team uh, on their schedule at this point is is Boston um you know I mean in the first three games anyway yeah yeah so you know I feel like we've been talking about this game for a week um yeah because kind we of. have been I don't know what else there is to say the big matchups are obvious we've talked about them Barbario's in the lineup Wilson's in the lineup um we'll see how those guys do and if they warrant staying in the lineup I <clears throat> I did want to touch on the matchups a little bit do you expect the Bednarts to go best on best here? They do have last change at home. 100%. Yeah, not yeah. even mess around with that Belmar and Calvert, try to shut things down a little bit? Um, Not unless they were coming off of any kind of a special team situation. Yeah. That would be the only one where I might try and get cute. But uh, other than that, best on best, baby. You've got, you You believe that you have one of the best in the in the league? Go and do it. Fair enough, fair enough. Working with Barb's specifically, obviously the timeline is still unclear on how much practice Ian Cole needs to be ready to really be considered game ready. But this is an opportunity for Barb's. Is there anything he can do to find himself a permanent roster spot? Can he beat out Graves or is it just kind of he's the seventh D here? You know, I mean, obviously, the more you play well, the more you make a case to continue to play at all. Very true. Um, and, you know, we are we are in a world where Ian Cole's getting set to return. Yep. And so you've got to you've got to have it. You've got to have it now. This isn't uh this is no longer a you, there's going to be a rotation for 10 to 20 games until he comes back. This is. Mark Barbario might get one shot, and that might that one shot might be tonight. Yeah, to prove that he stays in the lineup until a guy plays his way out of the lineup. And given, like we talked about yesterday, given the top five, when Cole gets back, given the top five, yep, there's really only one guy that he can hope plays his way out of a lineup spot moving forward, and <laughs> that's not great odds. So. No. You know, you always want to be able to just control what you can control. Go in there, and and he's gonna get a he's he's gonna be in the lineup tonight. Go and and play at the absolute highest level that he can play at. And if he does that, then uh, he's made absolutely the best case he can for coming back. If he doesn't do that, then he opens up the door for going right back to the bench. 
is it the exact same story with Colin Wilson on the other side, assuming Confer's injuries are all minor day-to-day stuff? Uh, a little less so, just because I think he's earned more trust in the past. Yeah. A more proven player. And and especially in this organization. Um, has been a top nine forward for them the last two years in playoff runs. True. You know, and, and Barbario was a much bigger part of this team two years ago than last year and then again today. So... Uh, I think Wilson, a good game from Wilson, obviously, again, you play well, you force decisions that way. But with Wilson, there's also other factors. You know, there's there's more spots, more unsure spots that I would, I think. Yeah. And then just a, a better NHL player. In general, he's certainly more proven as an NHL regular. We'll put it that way. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much the Avs are really looking for offense right now. They have nine goals in two games, but <laughs> got to keep it up. Yeah. If you have a drop off there, that's where I think things get curious because the three skaters that don't have a point are EJ Kadri and Jost and, you know, barring catastrophe from Jost, none of them are ever getting scratched. Right. So you'd be replacing at least a little bit of production with, with anyone sticking in the lineup. Yeah. The forwards, I think it's all higher end. Yeah. Even with, you know, if, if with Wilson and Kamenev is like your scratches, I think that it's just a higher end. Uh, the defense I think falls off quickly. Because I think Zadorov is a third-pairing defenseman. I think Cole is a third-pairing defenseman. Like, good third-pairing defenseman, but third-pairing defenseman. And I think at this point, EJ is probably a second-pairing guy. Yeah. In terms of effectiveness, not in terms of, like... If you're building a cup contender, EJ is your number three. Yeah. And you want to see Gerard and McCarr take major steps forward to taking over those jobs. Yeah. Full-time like full stop, let those guys be your real horses moving forward. But it's still a development cycle here. It's still happening. Right. It doesn't just, you wake up one day and you're a number one defenseman, (laughs) unless you're Rasmus Dahlin, I guess. Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) he was really good last year, really underrated last year. And for him to, he's going to be amazing. Yeah. The way he started this year is... (laughs) Yeah, he's just going to be amazing. That's okay. I'll stick with Kale McCarr. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, the the Avs didn't really have a shot at him. Right. So, you know, it would have been different had Colorado not protected that pick and they'd been in that lottery with with Buffalo, you know, and they had the Ottawa pick and, yep. you know, all of that had happened. They would have, you know, my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> imagine this team with a Darlene or a Svechnikov. Yeah, that would be truly something crazy. It's, it's kind of like when we talk about imagine this team with like a Hughes or a Cacao, where you're just right, like, oh, exactly. Good lord, which Hughes, by the way, starting really slow, but um, that doesn't surprise me. We've never no. seen a guy make the USHL NHL leap before, so right, and and he's a guy on the smaller side anyway. Yeah, so the physicality difference there is just massive. 
Yeah, we always we always said that this this could be a real rough ride for him in year one. Yep. I you know, I haven't heard much about Kakao either. I haven't either, actually. Yeah, no points in two games. So both of them. Easy. Clearly a bust. Makar straight to the calder. Easy life. Yeah, well, Quinn Hughes scored his first goal last night, so now Makar's chasing him. Well, yeah, I mean, the Rangers don't need Kako right now because Mika Zibanejad is apparently an MVP. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a start. <laughs> right? Eight points in two games. That's otherworldly. Yeah, that's a that's a hot streak. I mean, he can have you could he could go two weeks now without scoring another point. He'd still be a point per game player. I mean, getting to start the season against Winnipeg and Ottawa doesn't hurt. Yeah, those are two pretty questionable defensive groups. But still, to to put up eight points in two games at any point in the season, let alone starting like that, is is quite a feat. Yeah, I am. I mean, eight points in two—that's a ton of points, man. Well, who it was Gagne, right? Who had that seven-point game point that nine. year? Yeah, eight point. Yeah, and and that was like. 40% yeah. of his score. It ended, up, it ended up being season. a large chunk of his production that year. Okay. Uh, we're getting a little bit off topic here, but yeah, I mean, what topics do we have? They've got nothing right. going on. They haven't even, they're, they're taking days off of practice because they've already got guys that are, are that are hurting. And we've got five days in between games. Like now we're, now it's game day and when there's still nothing going on, nothing happened today. It's, Y'all, y'all need to get your schedule figured out so that our podcast can have stuff to talk about. I'm saying. I am excited for Joe at 3C tonight just to see how it works out. Right. See if he still excels in that center position. Right. That's something we can talk about in segment three as we got to take a quick break here because you know what's so great about our DNVR family? Even when we have nothing to talk about on our podcast, we now have multiple subscribers that have partnered with us to help promote their business. Chad with Houselift has an incredible service for you. If you or your friends are thinking about selling your house but it's not in tip-top condition, go to houselift.com. They'll show you how to maximize your profit. If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist with that as well, and they'll eliminate all the stress of the remodeling process while matching current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing all of the costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page. You can find both at houseliftcolorado.com and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for other homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from 15 to 60K more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houseless preferred realtors, they'll sell your home without charging a listing commission. Third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast with Nathan and AJ, Tyson Jost, 3C. It's a position he has looked strong in last playoffs. It's the position he more or less ended up playing all preseason. No points as second line winger through the first two games. Is it better or worse for him to perform well at 3C tonight? Is it, what was that? Repeat that question. 
is it better or worse for him to perform well as 3C tonight? Does he lock himself into What's... a 3C position, or if does will he get another crack at second-line winger? Is the downside that he does well and... The downside is... He obviously becomes he your 3C? Right. The downside is he loses that opportunity to become a top-six player here. Let's see. I don't think there's a downside. I think that's certainly a fair point to take. Yeah. You, you I, I mean, I think you play anytime I mean, you can get I, it. Exactly, man. Like the thing, the thing with Colorado is that it, it's been a great first two games and everybody's feeling good and you know, life is great. Right. But um, I just think that they still need, you know, I like their bottom six, but they still need like, they could really use like one more, like really high end guy to pair with Kadri, right? Yeah. And whether or not that ends up being Tyson Jost, I don't know, but you'd love for that to be the case. But if he ends up being like your 3C, if you put him at 3C and he's really good, then you have a really good 3C and you don't complain about that. You know, that raises questions about what's what's the future for Shane Bowers, what's going on with Kamenev, you know, all the way down to uh, you know what? What kind of what kind of role then do you envision for Alex Newhook in the future? You know that it, it it certainly raises questions if you fill that spot because right now it's not with Comfer. I don't think it's really filled. I think it's still a very uh, transitive uh, kind of position where they're very much seeking an answer. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit interesting with Comfort because he is signed to that four-year deal, so they have committed to him, but you're right. It doesn't feel like they've committed to him locked in as a center. Right, and like he's like a middle six guy that could do a little of everything for you and play everywhere. Yep. Kind of like a Jonas Donskoy, who we're seeing that right now. Yeah, exactly. And so you're, and you're feeling good about that. You're comfortable with that guy, but... You know, if yo if Joe stands up as your like three C, if he goes out there and he just kills it, right, and he's really good, then that's fine. <laughs> Don't mess with a good thing, right? Like, then you have a really good three C that you can lock in there every night, and you get a good player in in Tyson Jost. If if he goes out there and he's mediocre and he doesn't answer any questions, and Comfort comes back and you just okay, well, he didn't do anything at that spot, so now we've got to put him back up on the second line to see if we can get something out of him there, you know, it, it it just remains the, the, the chicken and the egg problem here where he's constantly getting moved around and you're saying, well, he's not really doing anything to justify staying, but at the same time, he's constantly getting moved around and it's hard for guys. Some, some guys to, to settle in when they're, when they're being bounced around every couple of games. Yeah, certainly you want to provide at least some form of consistency. Yeah, you want some stability for the guy and let him get his get get a you know, let him play 15 minutes a night doing the same thing every night. Yeah. Exactly. It's when you give him a solid role and he understands exactly what 
is asked of him to do, it becomes a lot easier to have something specific to work on and, and improve on instead of one night you're doing one thing, the next night you're doing something completely different. Exactly. And you're doing it with different line mates and you're doing different, different time on ice and you're getting different situations. You know, it's, he, there's just inconsistency there. Some guys can thrive off of chaos like that. And those guys obviously make your life as a coach much easier. You know, other guys, and I think we've seen this with Jost, other guys need to get a job. And they need to be told, hey, this is what you're going to do today. And then they need to be able to do that job multiple times. Again, I think every other pot, at least, uh, we talk about consistency as the key to being an NHL player. And it's very, very hard to be a Donskoy or a Confer. It requires a very specific set of skills to be able to get dropped in anywhere and do the thing that you do. Right, and that's why those guys are always so valuable. Exactly. So you can't expect every player, every prospect to be that guy. You need to give them guidelines to work with, whether that's consistent line mates, consistent role, whatever it may be. Uh, We did get one question on our last podcast from Sickert who asks if we have plans for ways that remote fans can join in on some fun by doing things like watch parties right now. We tentatively have a plan to watch the Wednesday night rivalry game against Pittsburgh because that game is nationally broadcast so we can actually watch it. Yeah, that's still, that's still a local party though. Oh, that's true. It is local. Um, for non-local play people, you can get NHL TV. Obviously, that costs money. A significant chunk of change to buy that, but you won't be blocked out. So Yeah, and and like getting getting in on like I'm I'm not sure because I read this and I thought about it and I was like, I'm just not sure how we can cater that kind of fun. You know, the the interactive stuff. When I'm on the road, if if I'm on the road in a city and somebody hits me up and says, hey, I'm at the game tonight, are you here? And I say, yeah, I'm here. And they say, oh my gosh, I'd love to meet you. Let's go get a beer afterward or whatever. I do that pretty regularly. Um, But outside of that, like, I don't know how we would have like, a, I don't know how we would do a watch party with, yeah. with people in other cities without, you know, watch parties are about getting everybody together in a room and watching the game together and they score and you go around and you high five a bunch of people you've never met before. And then you make friends with those people because you guys all care about the avalanche and that's how it goes. I mean, we had a bunch of people last year who came to a handful of our watch parties, met each other, ended up becoming pals and then, you know, hung out at all of our subsequent watch parties. That's how that's, that's kind of the whole point of it when it comes to uh, non-locals. I'm just, I'd love to do something. I mean, I would absolutely love to make everybody feel like, hey, we've got something planned. I'm just not sure how to go about it. I'm totally it's, open to suggestion. It's I have a bit of an idea here, and we'll have to work out the logistics of it and whether it's it's worth it to do this because I'm just simply not sure how many people are interested in it. But plenty of, of other YouTube channels do live reaction shows where I just set up my webcam and broadcast myself not the game. And so it's just a, a camera of me sitting there and then interacting with chat as the game develops. 
I mean, we could do that. We could instead of uh, instead of you know waiting until post game because we want to start doing the live post game stuff. Yeah. Um, from the office, you know, from the from the new studio that we have set up for that, we could we could just watch the game live. You know, since we're I won't be on uh, I won't be on this first road trip, this first leg of this first road trip. We we might be able to maybe we could do something like that, you know, where yeah, we set that up and, from the studio or something. Yeah, and then like in between in between periods or on commercial break or whatever, we catch up with chat and we we interact with people as we go. You know, you and I are we're talking about the game. It's kind of like a live podcast, honestly. Exactly right. And so definitely something I've wanted to look into and something we'll consider um, for people not in the local area. Not going to make any promises yet, because because obviously logistics and still need to be sorted out. But yeah, something that we want to do. Um, one final question, not from anybody in particular, just from me. Who scores a goal first, Nathan McKinnon, Matt Duchesne, or Ryan O'Reilly? Oh uh, well, who plays first tonight? I don't actually know when Nashville or St. Louis play. Let's look. Uh, St. Louis has a 5.30 start. Nashville has yeah. a 6 start. And the Abs have a 7 the start. The Abs are the latest. So Colorado has the disadvantage there. If you want to do it that way, though, both Duchesne and O'Reilly have already played three games. Because I think, I think McKinnon scores tonight. He loves to raise the bar when, when pushed. Yeah. You know, Very somebody true. says, oh, the, the best is coming in. And Nathan McKinnon looks around and he's like, what you talking about? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of an interesting stat I noticed in the central division there that all three of those guys didn't have any goals. All three of Colorado's should be centers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then on the flip side, Patrick Line leads the central in scoring. So, well. That bridge deal is going to get pretty expensive if he plays like this. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's great for Winnipeg. Like, that's the best case scenario is that <clears throat> he doesn't have another year like last year where you're just like, what happened here? And he goes out and he just dominates. And we see, you know, the player that we saw previously, especially that second year where it was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to take over. This, who has the better shot, him or Matthews? I mean, I think he has a better shot for sure. Because I saw on Twitter a few days ago, people were talking about Austin Matthews having the greatest shot in NHL history. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, whew, that is a spicy take. I mean, he has a great shot, but the greatest in NHL history. They were um, they were comparing it. Uh, they were comparing his shot to Sacks. Is this strictly wrist shot then? Uh, in Matthew's case, it was. That's okay. that's what they were. Because, like, clearly Ovi's going to win that if you're talking about the one-timer. Yeah, I would say that for sure. And the backhand, it's all, it's been Crosby forever, but I think Colorado might have a guy that... Mika's pretty good with that thing. Yeah, it's he's starting to use it a lot more. And <laughs> as that happens... People are going to notice. Yeah, I think, I think he might start to climb the that leaderboard. I just, I saw that the other day and I was like, whoo. Hockey yeah. is definitely back. 
We are we are hearing this. The hot I takes mean, are, are coming in hot and heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Austin Matthews has always been a hot starter at the beginning of seasons, but hot enough to start talking about him as the having the greatest shot of all time. You can miss me with that. I'll tell you that much. That's, that's something, man. I mean, that is. Anyway. Yeah, that's going to do it for us here. I We managed to make it through. Thankfully, the Avs do play hockey after so many days off tonight. So we'll have something. This is going to be the easiest one we do in <laughs> right. a long time. Exactly. Just rattle off of what actually happened with the yeah. apps. So. It'll be like that that one day of rookie camp before they left for Anaheim where we were like, they were on the ice. We have stuff to talk about. <laughs> Always nice when they actually get on the ice and do things. Ah, that was a perfect rhyme. You should have just left it at that. Always nice Always when they, nice get, on when the they ice. get on the ice. Yeah, well, unfortunately, that doesn't rhyme with Vita Mobile IV. So Some I couldn't ball. quite make, make it work. But. I highly recommend you check out Vita Mobile IV. I totally forgot about it, but I should have used it after MPJ played the other night. I I started that game trying to keep up with DNVR Nuggets' plan of chugging beers every time MPJ does something, and I regretted it a little bit. <laughs> but if you're in a situation like that, Definitely get on the train, use Vita Mobile IV. They will really come through for you. Vita Mobile IV comes to your home, your office, your dorm room, or wherever you need some serious hydration. Vita Mobile IV is made up of professionals passionate about preventative health and the benefits of IV therapy and alternative medicine. Recover and recharge with Vita Mobile IV. Download their app today, request a skilled IV drip therapist, sit back and relax because they come to you. Don't forget to use promo HYD20 and save 20% off your first IV drip. Visit VitaMobileIV.com today to learn more or just download their app and book your appointment. That's HYD20 to save 20%. 